This week, we talk about Skinwalker lore and legends. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Swerve Podcast. You know who it is. It's your co-host, Izzo. Also joined here today is Magnum. What's up, everybody? If you're a first-time listener of the podcast and you're wondering what you've stumbled across, we are the Swerve Podcast, and we are two random dudes on a mission to understand everything in the universe, one obscure topic at a time. So our premise here is very simple. Every week we pick a topic, usually listener requested, then we research it and discuss it on the fly during the podcast. Usually these topics swerve off the mainstream path, hence the name of the podcast. And today we're going to be talking about skinwalkers. Very interesting, crazy folklore topic. But before we get into that, Izzo, I think you have some words. I do. I want to mention quickly that we have a Patreon. So it's patreon.com slash the Swerve Podcast. And there you'll find two tiers. There's a $1 Ride the Wave tier. And that'll give you access to the bonus episodes that we release exclusively on Patreon. You'll also get the access to the entire library of episodes that we've released so far. And then for $3 a month, you can join the Slap the Ass tier, and you'll get all those bonus episodes. You'll also get shoutouts on the podcast, and you will receive all the episodes, both main and Patreon, a few days before anyone else. So you'll receive them on Sundays rather than the typical drop time of Wednesdays. Excellent. So we do also have a tradition on this podcast. Izzo, would you enlighten the listeners, please? Of course. The tradition is that we like to drink when we record, so usually we take listener recommended drinks, maybe classic cocktails, or we keep it basic depending on the time. So we do like to start off with a quick round table. So I'll start. Uh, I will say this is a early episode once again. So I have a basic hot coffee and Bailey's. So just a little pick me up today. Excellent. I'm following suit on that. I have a, I just got a black coffee with Kahlua in it and I put uh, collagen in it. So I'm having okay. a collagen Kahlua coffee for this episode. Keeping it real healthy. Yeah, it's, uh, you know, talking about skinwalkers. Collagen will improve my skin so that when I'm harvested, <laughs> I'll look nice and fresh on these creatures yeah. of the night. <laughs> I guess. Anyways, let's, let's hop into the basics here. Right, yeah, let's do it. So the skinwalkers, they're a significant part of the folklore and legends of several Native American tribes, particularly the Navajo or the Dinye people who reside in the in southwestern United States. In the Navajo language, Yinaldloshi translates to by mean by means of it, it goes on all fours, which can refer to a certain type of skinwalker. Uh, the concept of skinwalkers is deeply rooted in Navajo culture and has been passed down through generations as oral tradition. But also, humans have many stories with beings that blur the line between human and beast. Archaeological discoveries in modern-day Germany date the con contemplation of theranthropes, shape-shifting or half-animal beings. Whoa, 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 that's the word of the fucking podcast. Theranthropes? Let's go back. Therianthropes, <laughs> which means shape-shifting or half-animal, half-human individuals. 
So yeah, in modern day Germany, dates back to 35,000 or 40,000 years ago. And then there have been more recent findings in Sulawesi, Indonesia, which may push the date back to about 43,900 years ago. Either way, the concept remains a key feature in religion, myth, and fantasy. So skinwalkers are believed to be powerful witches or individuals who have acquired supernatural abilities to transform into animals. I want to hop in on that point. They So one thing that we should emphasize, because people who are very into skinwalkers, they get like extremely upset. If you call skinwalkers a cryptid, they are not a cryptid. This is a, you know, you, you would think, right? Because it's like a shape-shifting theranthrope or whatever. It's like werewolf-style kind of shit. Yeah. But it's not. It's not a cryptid. It's a person. Who has chosen this path. Yes. Yes. So there's a distinction there. It's not It's not a cryptid. So when we get downvoted on Reddit, it won't be for that. <laughs> it's also important to note, I guess, that like native tribes don't like talking about skinwalkers because like it's their traditions, it's their beliefs, and people have kind of made stories about them. But like unless you're a native yourself, you're not really supposed to know about skinwalkers. But now, you know, you can't keep anything yourself or to a certain group gets well, out it, yeah it's like also like voldemort like oh i sorry i just said it like on harry potter like <laughs> you know like um it's like he, he will not be named it's just like dark energy dark dark uh i don't know like well dark dark arts i guess you could say like stuff yeah i guess so. you don't want to put it out into the universe yeah but yeah with that being said so according to Navajo, Navajo beliefs, skinwalkers were once medicine men or shamans who delved into the dark arts and became corrupted by the desire for power. And by performing forbidden rituals and breaking tribal taboos, they gained the ability to shapeshift into animals. They also have supernatural abilities beyond shapeshifting, which include enhanced speed, strength, and agility. They have the ability to mimic the appearance and voices of others, which they often use to deceive and manipulate their victims. They're also believed to have the power to induce illness and misfortune upon others through the use of witchcraft and dark magic. Also, just a, yeah, there's a lot of abilities here, but they can also read people's minds. They can <laughs> control animals of the night, like owls, and they can and call up spirits of the dead. No, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Animals of the night. <laughs> I don't know. These hoes. <laughs> She's from the streets. <laughs> no, those are streetwalkers. <laughs> oh, yeah. So, my bad. I thought I got confused for a second. <laughs> oh, that's so good. But the actual like term, uh, skinwalker, is really the ability to transform into an animal that they choose. But in order to do so, they must wear the skin of the desired creature and that's how it originates they just put on these different skins and become yeah those animals just while we're on this part of the basics i just want to add so you were saying like i have some they, that i can run like when we say that they have these abilities people report them running as fast as cars and like jumping as high as cliffs one thing did you see like the trickster aspect to them they're very um like knocking on doors, making weird sounds, mimicking animal noises, but they sound human-like, right? Yeah. Like weird things like this. 
did you see this? This is literally what I found. One, like they're usually naked, right? Like unless they're in their weird yeah. thing, they're like nude. Like so they're like nude tricksters at all times. <laughs> yeah, I guess. But it must get pretty like heavy wearing like carrying around all those skins. So also like if they were wearing clothes and they decided to put on a skin, would the animal just be wearing like pants and shit as it's running through the forest? Yeah, just like just like a <laughs> horse with pants. Which is like <laughs> a philosophical conundrum. Like when a horse has pants, is it just the back legs that have the pants or is it the front legs and the back legs and it goes like halfway up the horse do you know what i'm talking about (laughs) yeah i do (laughs) so this is a you know i don't know if they have pants i i don't even know where to begin with this i don't even know how they would wear the pants (laughs) so i don't know um but before i derail us too much while we're in the basics i've like they're like incredibly you can't catch them like they're extremely nimble like yeah did you see that they're nimble did you find that yeah i saw that yeah Yeah. they're nimble and they can reanimate corpses apparently so they're naked reanimating the corpses and shit i guess and they're often associated with those like trickster animals that we think of like coyotes and foxes Um, but then they can also be like owls and crows which have like connotations with death Mm. so or bad omens right so if you see those you know stay away yeah um but yeah so to continue on with the basics while in animal form they retain their intelligence and can even speak in human languages although their voices may may carry an unnatural or distorted quality they're commonly associated with malevolence and are considered to be primarily driven by their desire for power and their thirst for inflicting harm. So they actively like seek out people they can fuck up. Mm. <laughs> uh, they're set to target individuals within their own communities. And they seek to cause illness, mis- misfortune, or death. Uh, they also have the ability, as we mentioned, to instill fear. So curses and hexes. But there are some protections or precautions you can take. So to list some of them here, you can avoid eye contact with animals at night so skinwalkers eyes are said to glow unnaturally and we'll touch on it a little bit more later on Um, you can also place a line of cornmeal or ash across doorways or windows to prevent their entry Uh, you can use traditional herbs such as sage and cedar for purification and protection rituals and also just be cautious of unusual or unusual occurrences or suspicious behavior, especially if you're out in the woods or alone. What's the deal with the cornmeal? Like they have like a gluten intolerance or some shit? Must be, yeah. yeah. Westernized corn, they're like, ah, oh, fuck that. Yeah, yeah, it's... <laughs> or maize. That makes sense. What it was called. You can't go anywhere when you have a gluten problem, right? So, yeah, that makes sense. That's their weakness, gluten. <laughs> Crohn's. All every skinwalker. Yeah, every every skinwalker has Crohn's disease. <laughs> That's fucking awesome. But yeah, what I want to do now is just touch on some writings of skinwalkers. So there's been quite a few throughout the years uh, that have kind of brought this up into, I guess, the mainstream. Um, but in 1944, there was a book called Navajo Witchcraft. 
by an, an anthropologist, Clyde Cluckhone, and he explored the magical traditions of contemporary Navajos. And based on his interviews with Navajo people, Cluckhone pieced together a general description of various forms of witchcraft that existed within their belief system. He described skinwalkers as secret witches, mostly male, but there were some females who creep out into the night and take form of the swift-moving animals like a wolf or a coyote, and they're set to gather in foreboding places to work dark magic against their victims and engage in various taboo rituals of incest, corpse defilement, and sibling murder. Yeah, I did see that. Like, I don't under... That's pretty crazy, hey? Like, it's part of, like, their ritual or some shit where they have to... You have to do something, like, atrocious to, like, get your skinwalker power or something. Yeah. So To, like, prove you're dedicated to the cause. God. Of, of just being a piece of shit. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, yeah, either fuck this dead body or you fuck your sister. <laughs> your choice. Like, what the fuck? Or, or you murder her. <laughs> what? Yeah. There's three doors. One door, you fuck her. <laughs> One door, you kill her. And the third door, you fuck her and then kill her. <laughs> or kill her and then fuck her. <laughs> it's pretty messed yeah. up. Yeah. These people, like, they're out of control, man. <laughs> Crazy. Yeah. Uh, there was another book in 1984 called Some Kind of Power by Margaret K. Brady, who explored the social importance of skinwalker narratives among Navajo children. She discussed the way in which the skinwalker tales function to both serve as childhood ghost stories and also echo like cultural concerns. So they're like, don't fuck your sister because you're going to be a skinwalker. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and that's kind of what her research was focused on. <laughs> and that's the moral of the story. <laughs> yeah. God damn. There was another book in 2016, Upward, Not Sunwise, in which an anthropologist, Kimberly Jenkins Marshall, discussed the way skinwalker accounts and beliefs factored into neo-Pentecostal Navajo communities. So while it might seem paradoxical that one might convert to Christianity and retain belief in skinwalkers, Marshall explored the ways that traditional beliefs survive in the face of culture rupture. Yeah. Hmm. So essentially, like even though they may switch their religions, their belief of like bad omens or, you know, there's negative entities out there uh, that doesn't change. Right. And the last thing I want to bring up is the creator of Harry Potter. So it's funny that you mentioned Voldemort mm. at the beginning. <laughs> uh, but J.K. Rowling garnered criticism in 2016 for inclusion of an altered version of Skinwalkers in her online series, History of Magic in North America. Uh, and critics just charged that the move reduced an important and interconnected part of Native belief to mere prop in an Anglo-centric story. Interesting. Yeah. Okay, so there's a number of different, I guess, like mainstream sources, source material. Yeah. Other people have like taken the fantasy realm of it and others have actually like tried to explore, you know, what it just means for uh, the Native American cultures right all right and the next topic now is becoming a skinwalker 
So the way one becomes a skinwalker, so a man or a woman becomes a skinwalker by committing a heinous act, like killing a family member, and this gives them supernatural powers, allowing them to shapeshift from a human to an animal at will, and they must continue to kill or they'll die. So they got to feed the dark energy. Jesus Christ. Continuously. Uh, you can tell if you're in the presence of a skinwalker by their eyes. So we mentioned that earlier. But if you shine a light on one when it's an animal or in animal form, their eyes will glow bright red. And when he's a human, his eyes seem animal-like. So they might have like that serpentine eye or whatever. But yeah, yeah that's how you can tell. Yeah, I did come across that there's... Um like even if they're in an animal form as well, like you're talking about the glaring and stuff, but they also have uh like their eyes are very human like in animal form, mm. so it's very strange. <laughs> I just picture like if they were like a crow or something and it's just got these human eyes. Like some you can imagine a crow with human eyes. How fucking stupid yeah. that would look. Like, what's wrong with that? Oh, a skinwalker. She's <laughs> got like blue yeah. big eyes and like white eyes. Or an owl. Like, that owl looks fucked up. <laughs> it's just, like, looking at you and shit. Also, I think, like, they look off. Like, if it looks like a wolf, it, it, like, looks like a wolf. But some things are off or unnatural about it. So it might have, like, weird ears or, like, human eyes or, like, fucked up legs or something like that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, just, I want to add to some of the stuff you just said here. So I found it's like kind of like a secret society type thing where they're committing these evil deeds. And I found like I found some very specific things. Uh, one was kind of tailing off what you were saying about the heinous acts. They engage in necrophilia with female corpses and commit cannibalism, incest and grave robberies. And I thought that was interesting. There's like they threw in it's a female corpses. I was like, mm. so skinwalkers are also homophobic. <laughs> I guess. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> um, I also found that during gatherings, the skinwalkers shapeshift into their animal forms um, or go about naked wearing only beaded jewelry and cer ceremonial paint. So it's like they're also like exhibitionists. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. Okay. So far, I can get down. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and then it said the leader of skinwalkers is usually an old man who is very powerful and a long lived skinwalker. And I was just like, every fucking secret society or thing that we look into is always led by like this old fucking pervert. I'm like, and even here, mm. like, you know, like, I don't know. I don't know. So we should be thanking the Cerveza virus. <laughs> Why? <laughs> oh, cause, cause it targeted old people. <laughs> that'd be funny if there's like a uh, a core like what's like a i can't even think of the word whatever the opposite of a correlation is between like covid a and like relationship. yeah 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 negative relationship yeah <laughs> the silver a silver lining cults are way down everything's <laughs> fucked <laughs> but cults yeah. are down inflation is high yeah. <laughs> but cult leaders are on the decline yeah. Something maybe yeah. we'll study as the podcast matures. 
Okay. Um, but yeah, skinwalkers were blamed for everything that could go wrong in Navajo society. So crop failures, bad marriages, sickness, sudden death. Skinwalkers were to blame. Yeah. I find that one kind of funny. It's like bad marriages. Did you fuck your sister? <laughs> I can't be married to yeah. you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yeah. That's crazy. That what a thing to blame your like shitty marriage on. Hey, you're just like yeah. that fuck these fucking skinwalkers is putting hexes. And it's just like you like beat you like beat your wife and shit and you're like these skinwalkers they just make me aggressive and I'm like I'm like what the fuck are you talking about <laughs> I don't know uh, yeah but there uh there are ways to kill a skinwalker and in order to get rid of one you need a powerful shaman who knows the right spells and incantations to get the skinwalker to turn on itself oh yeah. Like so you can like reverse hex or reverse curse on the skinwalker and then it just like goes in a frenzy and kind of kills itself. Reverse or... curse. I've never heard of yeah. a reverse curse. That's That's fucking crazy. So okay, what are they what are they doing? Nobody knows. It's just like only a powerful shaman who chose the good path instead of the bad one because as we know like skinwalkers they used to be shamans or whatever. So it's like the good shaman versus the bad shaman. And then it has the abilities to counter Skinwalker. So like at the ceremony, like he's just, he's just like, no. Yeah. You shall not pass type of mm. thing. <laughs> okay. That's cool. That's yeah. And the other way is you can shoot the witch with bullets dipped in white ash, but the shot must hit him or her as we found out in the neck or the hand. Oh, so you got a snipe. What about cornbread? Can you dip it in cornbread? I don't think so. Has to be white ash. Okay. I was just wondering. <laughs> My bowels. Um, yeah, now uh, I just want to quickly or briefly touch on the Skinwalker Ranch. So the Skinwalker Ranch, which is Sherman Ranch, borders the Unitaw and the Oroe. Indian Reservation in Utah, and it's a hotbed of strange phenomena. So the Cattle Ranch has spawned a popular book called The Hunt for Skinwalkers, a feature-length documentary of the same name, and a History Channel series, The Secret of Skinwalker Ranch. And we actually did a episode on this. So that was episode 37, where we touch on yeah. Skinwalker, Skinwalker Ranch. Way back then. Yeah, but it essentially what it is it has like encounters with mythical animals numerous cattle mutilations poltergeist activity crop circles sightings of glowing orbs and even flying saucers virtually everything you might call paranormal paranormal has been reported at the ranch and surrounding properties so if you want to learn more check that episode out are they also fucking their sisters on that ranch or what <laughs> That's the bunny ranch. <laughs> oh, that's... <laughs> that's God. This episode got out of, is getting out of control. <laughs> yeah. A serious topic and then, yeah. We're like, kind of we're like trying to be, like, be scary. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> Anyways. Uh, 
the other thing I want to touch on is just similar stories throughout human history, I guess. So, Therianthrophy. That was a uh, word of the podcast. Yeah, that's all the word of the podcast. It's also uh, Harry Potter's uncle. Um, what was his name? Sirius. He was uh, a Theranthrope. Is it Theranthrope or Therianthrope? I don't know. I, I'm probably wrong. I'm just. No. I'm shooting from the hip here. We mentioned Harry Potter. Yeah. So we're just going to keep referring to it. Well, yeah. He was the. That's just a fun fact. He was. Uh, no, it wasn't serious. It was. It was their teacher. My bad. I'm wrong. <laughs> I don't know enough about Harry Potter. Or was to he? Be honest. I don't Izzo, know. What's happening right now? <laughs> I don't know. Who was? The- Are you talking about like Snape? Who was? No, Snape. Snape. No, 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 no. They had like a teacher who was scared of the moon. And uh, oh. what's happening right now? <laughs> Dude, I, it's a, I'm having a, what's it called? I'm having a Mandela effect right now. Listeners, please tell me what the fuck it was. <laughs> <laughs> was it his uncle or the teacher? Or were they both? Or, one of, or was it he, one of them was a rat? Uh, the internet doesn't even know? Jesus Christ, we're derailing the episode right now. I'm having a I'm having a meltdown. It's book number three. Yes, yeah, Sirius Black from Harry Potter, who transforms into a black dog via magic. Right. So he's like a he's not quite a skinwalker, but he's a he's a Therian throat. Close. Yeah. Okay. But yeah, I did. With that, I just want to say like there's several Native American tribes that have stories and legends about individuals who can shift between human and animal forms. It's not just the Navajo. Another story is the African were-hyenas. What? So in various African cultures, particularly East Africa, there are legends of individuals who can transform into hyenas. These beings, known as were-hyenas, are believed to possess magical powers and can shift between human and hyena forms. Probably just like a legend because of like laughing hyenas kind of sound like humans. So they just, yeah. just like a legend developed about it. Okay, that's cool. Um, I do want to mention that uh, werewolves are not skinwalkers because werewolves, it just like happens to them. They don't choose it. It's just when the when it's a full moon, they, they transform. Okay. Whereas skinwalkers and like these other legends, like they actively choose to shift between these forms. Okay. Yeah, in uh, Japanese culture, it's the kitsune. So they're mythical foxes with shape-shifting abilities, and kitsune are believed to have the power to transform into human form and often interact with humans, sometimes for benevolent purposes and other times for more sinister motives. So this one is like actually, you know, they can help out humans. They're not always bad like skinwalkers are. What the hell are these mythical foxes doing to help people? Do they also have to fuck their sisters or what? <laughs> I don't know. No, probably not. Probably just foxes. <laughs> <laughs> you have to fuck this fox to become a fox. Okay. <laughs> just like a weird fox, man. <laughs> <laughs> this is like this is like the this is like the furry shit or something. Like we're we're in dangerous yeah. territory right now. Yeah, I didn't, you, this whole time researching, I, I never even once thought about furry culture <laughs> until you just mentioned it. <laughs> You're welcome. 
yeah. <laughs> now it all makes yeah. sense. Welcome to the Swerve Podcast. <laughs> um, yeah, another story is the Philippine <laughs> Manananggal. Do you remember that movie Joe Dirt? Uh, vaguely, yeah. Okay. I was just wondering if maybe he became like a Kitsune or a Theranthrope or a Skinwalker. Because like in that movie, he like fucks his sister or some shit. <laughs> or pretends to. Because he's like a big redneck, so it like turned him on or some shit. Very uh, deep callback, but if you've seen Joe Dirt, you'll understand. Moving on. Um, but yeah, the Mananangal in the Philippines is a creature that appears as a woman during the day, but separates its upper torso from its lower body at night to transform into a winged vampiric being. The Mananangal feeds on the blood of humans and is associated with dark magic as well. What the so, fuck kind of is that? It's kind of like a vampire, I guess. A Philippine vampire. Maybe it's an Aswang. Oh, it's like an Aswang. <laughs> oh, that's crazy. I've never heard of like, rem- like they literally just like take their entire legs off and turn into a vampire. Yeah. Just separate themselves. Jesus Christ. It's like a... Someone with a disability or something, and they just instead of having like metal legs, they just like turn into a vampire or a bat or a bat. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's it's bizarre. Just a, so, a woman who's been in disguise this whole time just unzips <laughs> her costume and it's a bat. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck. <laughs> Can you imagine? But there's like other stories as well, like even, even Zeus, you know, in Greek mythology. He was known to transform into various animals to pursue <laughs> his romantic interests. Fuck's sake. Even, even fucking Zeus is a skinwalker. Jesus yeah. Christ. This is But <laughs> his purpose was just for just for sex. <laughs> what the so that's just some furry shit. Yeah. He like infiltrated the like the furry conventions in like <laughs> like three thousand BC or whatever the fuck he was around. Yeah. The furries, they've been around for a long time. <laughs> yeah the furry culture dates back <laughs> it's like, all the way to the beginning of mankind yeah i think like uh aristotle had some takes on that or something <laughs> and that's probably also why they killed socrates something like that yeah yeah he couldn't get down with it yeah he just he just kept questioning it and they they killed him for it <laughs> why <laughs> why are you yeah. fucking this animal <laughs> Fuck you, Socrates. You mind your own goddamn business. (laughs) Oh, that's so fucking funny. Yeah. Why does the god we worship the most fuck animals? (laughs) Fuck you, Socrates. Piece of shit. (laughs) Yeah, it's fucking like Zeus. Shut the fuck up, Socrates. (laughs) I'm trying to fuck these animals. That's so fucking awesome. Okay. Um, Yeah, so that's kind of all I have for, you know, what a skinwalker is, the origins and history, and how you can even spot one. Before we continue the episode, if you are enjoying our chilling podcast, the people you hang out with probably will too. Do us a solid and please pass on this episode to your social media friends on Facebook, Twitter, or other platforms. We would definitely appreciate your support. 
I'd also like to take this time to shout out some of our valued listeners. Shout out to Royce Leeds, Levi McAdams, Tokyo Tim, and Alicia Lewis for the messages and interactions on Instagram. Also, shout out to Henry Daniels, Rod Dockstetter, and Step7 for engaging on Facebook. Lastly, shout out to our newest Slap the Ass Patreon, Rob Rifle, and our Ride the Wave Patreon, John Donegan. Thank you both for the support, interactions, comments, topic suggestions, and for showing love on our social media pages. We hope you enjoy your exclusive content. To everyone else, please feel free to submit your topic or drink recommendations at www.theswervepodcast.com. May good karma and vibes be with you all. Back to the show. Yeah, I have what we would like to do next is get into some disturbing stories. Although I, we've made so much light of the topic, it's going to be difficult to... <laughs> I'm not sure if these will be scary anymore, but these were some stories I found that stuck out to me that creeped me out when I was uh, researching the topic late one night. The first one is, this is just a very general story. It's nothing too specific. And I think a lot of people can relate to it that have had experiences. So this first one, it tells of a man who was making repairs on an old ranch home when he heard loud laughter from his nearby sheep pens so he thought that he was alone but he was like okay i'm hearing this laughter i'm gonna go investigate and find out what's going on he found that all the sheep were huddled in the corner of the pen except for one sheep so this lone sheep was standing upright when he came in and was just laughing in a very human manner kind of like we've described it it was just very strange. Mm. He locked eyes with the sheep. <laughs> and then he had sex with it. No, I don't know. <laughs> the music started playing. <laughs> oh, for fuck's sakes. Um, yeah, he locks eyes with the sheep. And, you know, it's this is he sees these human eyes. And then the animal just casually walked away on all four legs. Okay, that's kind of creepy. Yeah. Just to see like a sheep standing upright laughing. That'd be weird. Yeah, it would be very weird. And it's entire. It's like, suck my dick. <laughs> bah. Bah. <laughs> Maybe it was just saying bah, and he's like laughing. He's like, bah, bah. Why, is this, why is this sheep enticing me? <laughs> You're a bad sheep. Get out of here, sheep. <laughs> What are you trying to make me do? My wife's in the farmhouse. <laughs> Come on, sheep. <laughs> Why are you on all fours, you dirty bitch? <laughs> oh, that was a scary story when I read it. <laughs> yeah. I was like, God. Now it's just like a... Now it's just the intro to a video you might see on the hub. Yeah, it's just like some weird niche fetish. <laughs> whoa this sheep <laughs> anyways okay i'm gonna get serious for a second hopefully this next one this one this one just creeped me out because of the it felt kind of authentic on whoever wrote it you know you can never verify these things they're anecdotal but when i read this one it felt very authentic this is a a man talking about what his him and his wife's experience was one night 
um, seeking answers on the internet. So they wrote this. The first thing I want to say is this guy has three cats and one of them meows throughout the night. So that's just to set it up. The guy wakes up in the morning with his wife and she's like attached to him. Her eyes are wide and she has this very nervous look on her face. So she's clearly frightened or disturbed about something. And he asks her like what's going on. And she said that around 2.50 a.m. in the morning, she was woken up to a noise that sounded like one of their cats downstairs meowing, but unusually loud. And, you know, they because they have these cats, this wasn't like atypical but because it was so loud. It was strange. And she said more disturbingly that the meows sounded more like a person trying to mimic a cat. And it kept saying hello. Mm. So like if you've seen cats kind of say human words like by mis- like chance sometimes can you imagine yeah. like you're just hearing like that weird cat voice like hello and it's just like <laughs> i don't know so after meowing for two or three minutes there's a loud bang at the door and a notification goes off on their motion sensor from the front door because they have like a security system or something and basically so he he verifies this is the morning still he he goes verifies yes there was a motion detected at 2:52 a.m. so her story is checking out to him he asked her why she didn't wake him up so he could grab his gun and she said she was frozen with fear and didn't want it to hear her make noise so something made him very uncomfortable about her story so he set the home security alarm around 9 p.m. And like he didn't turn it off until they walked the dog in the morning. So like the security system was on, but like I guess it wasn't triggered or something. Okay. To make things worse, he had slept with all the cats in the room and the door was closed. So this cat noise, it couldn't have been their cat because they were all in the room and they were locked in the essentially trapped in the room. So whatever was in the house or outside the front door, this wasn't any of their animals and kind of the skinwalker idea came to his mind and he was like paranoid about this. So like they got home the next day and the guy went to hang up one of his shirts in the master bedroom and he noticed the closet. There's like a board that covers the attic and like, that board had been shifted a little bit. Mm. So he's like, I don't know. I don't know what that is, but like, that's a very creepy story to me. Like just the human like quality of the voice. You're not knowing what it is, the bang. And then now they're like attic doors shifted. Yeah, that is pretty creepy. So I don't know what's going on, but he was asking around. He's like, this has like very big skinwalker vibes. Like what do people think? Um, and honestly, most people just told him that like, you should just call the police. It sounds like you have an intruder in your attic. <laughs> like yeah, <laughs> you should check that out. But just very, very weird. I can't imagine like, you know, 3 a.m. at night and you're just hearing like, I don't know, some guy mimicking sounds and shit, right? Yeah. Now that'd be pretty fucked up. Yeah. 
Um, this next story, this is kind of a typical story that you'll hear in many places. There's a lot of stories that resemble this one because it's so common. And this is this 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 is one that kind of creeps me out the the most. These types of stories. So how this one goes, there's this guy named James. This isn't his real name. And he said he worked a ranch in the Apache res- reservations. His mom was sick and went with the father. So he went with the father to town to like get medicine. And it was like 50 miles away through a desert and an abandoned farmland. And he was driving an old Ford pickup with his father. It's very dark out. Their Ford ends up stalling, so they stop. And the father gets out to kind of check shit out and see what's going on. Now, suddenly James smells rotten eggs and a sulfur-type smell. And he said it was like so bad that he was gagging and like his face was getting hot. But interestingly, the other thing he noticed, like the wind kind of stopped blowing all of a sudden. Hmm. And he started calling for his father, but there wasn't an answer. And he felt like this deep fear in his bones and chest out of nowhere. He shuts the door and he sees a shadow cross the road through the kind of the dim beams of the Ford lights. And he said that it was like this big, it was like big and fast and he only saw it for a second. It looked gray and haggard and kind of like, you know, flexed muscles and it had hooves clomping on the road um, and like hunched shoulders. Okay. Yeah. And in that split second, like through the headlights, it turned and looked into his eyes. And when he saw it, he said that it looked like it was grinning. So the next thing he knows, this all happens pretty quick. The engine starts running because the father was working on it. Uh, He opens the door, gets in, and they just kind of go on their way to get the medicine. Now, James was unsure it was his father for a moment, right? Because this is the skinwalker kind of lore, like they can shapeshift, like what's going on here. So they start start driving, and he can see out the, the mirror that this beast is running right next to their car, like on the off, like in the dark on this like dirt road kind of shit hunched its yellow eyes, glaring in the darkness, grinning. And basically the father's just like turns to him and is like, do not look at it. Don't look at it. And they just kept driving to get their medicine. And I just mm-hmm. thought that was crazy because you see the, I see, I saw a, a similar story to this multiple times where people are driving and someone will like see something or hear something or another one I heard there was like something like jumped in the back of the pickup truck and like made a sound and yeah. they're like, you know, like they're with their kids or whatever. And they're like, do not look back. Like, just look forward. And they're like, what, why, what do you mean? And it's because like, everybody is like, these are fucking skinwalkers, And like, we just can't engage with them. Mm. So like, my point being is like, the story is so common. It seems like this is, I don't know, like a phenomenon that people are reporting. Yeah. You know, it's, it's crazy. Based off like the description in that story kind of sounds like a Wendango. Wendango. The Wendigo. How do you say it? Yeah, Wendigo. The, the Wendango. 
Yeah, but it sounds like very similar to to that. Yeah, a little bit. They're they're actually very related. They're yeah, it's yeah. very related because the Wendigo is also not a cryptid. It's a you know like a witch entity type thing. Mm-hmm. So actually, very related. I forget what episode that is, but we did a Wendigo episode a while back. I'm gonna say episode 44. If that's right, that's good. Damn. Okay. <laughs> So that's that story. That was just a common one. I don't know. It creeped me out. Just the fact that like people are like, don't look at it. And it's like there, but you have to just ignore it. Very weird. This, my last story here, this is going to be somewhat of a longer one, but it kind of paints the picture of what like practically a skinwalker could be maybe. And it kind of made sense to me in a way. This was a post I found on Reddit about someone talking about his friend who left the Navajo reservation. And I'll just get into it. So the, the guy's friend's name was Joe. And obviously this isn't his real name, but he lived in the Navajo reservation from the ages of 20 to 24. And he was a painter and a photographer. So this guy was saying that his friend Joe was dating a girl, Jess. And Jess had a great uncle, John who was superstitious and really into the Navajo folklore. And Jess was not superstitious at all. So Joe would do odd jobs for John. And John would start telling Joe about like creatures and magic and like other like folklore shit. And they would just talk forever about stuff as he was helping him with these odd jobs. Except when it came to the the Yi Nal Lushi. I don't think I'm pronouncing that right, but you said it in the basics. Yeah. Yeah. That's the the word for skinwalker. And anytime that that topic, that piece of folklore came up, John would just like shut down the discussion. And if Joe tried to bring it up, he would kind of like, you know, stir away from it. Now, Joe goes back to his girlfriend and he's Jess and, you know, brings it up to her and she gets visibly upset and asked him to never speak of these the skinwalker thing to her or her great uncle ever again which is strange right because she's not superstitious but maybe she's a little stitious <laughs> a little little stitious <laughs> <laughs> so Jess said her and her family had had experiences with skinwalkers So a typical story would be like late at night on the reservation, driving home, seeing what you think is a coyote or a sheep following you, but like at an incredible speed. And then like upon closer inspection, it looks like it's like a human underneath skin or a half man or a half coyote, you know, like skin, the skinwalker type stuff we're talking about. Yeah. And she was saying that John, like her great uncle had performed rituals to protect them for years and stuff. So it's just weird that it was like a touchy subject all of a sudden. So Joe actually starts, he keeps bringing it up to John and he eventually gets John to like reveal information about this to him. So what I have here, these are Instagram messages from Joe to his friend talking about what John told him. (laughs) So basically what's going on. So this is the, I'll go through these messages. Quote, The first thing John told me about skinwalkers was that they can't actually read minds like they say in the stories and stuff. 
It was basically what you'd call an old wives tale because they didn't want their kids talking about that shit and spreading the idea that this was something people could do. I think they wanted the practice of being a skinwalker to die out completely. So they thought by forbidding people from talking about it, nobody would be curious enough to try out black magic and shit. I think because Dene are so steeped in oral tradition that they basically believed enough people stop talking about a thing, it dies forever. But you know, you can't tell people not to talk about something, LOL. So they said that if you talk about skinwalkers, it will make them interested in you and seek you out. It was just them trying to scare kids. The other thing is that they are just regular people, not monsters. They don't have any special powers, just knew a lot about certain things that a lot of us don't. Like how there are things you know how to do as a video guy. I guess his friend was a video guy, so that's why he's saying that. That regular people who've never done it don't. Like when you show them a really cool edit, you did or shots you pulled off and they're, wow, how did you do that? Same kind of stuff. They just spend a lot of time learning about stuff that makes them able to do what they do. They studied animals and how they move, making suits, studied poisons, hallucinogens, shit like that. They're medicine men, just like John. In fact, a lot of them are openly good medicine men in the community, and nobody knows they practice this stuff. It's just another form of their medicine men stuff, but they use it for people who want to harm or scare others, like they get hired to fuck with people. John said that the skinwalkers know a lot about hallucinogens, how to get the results they want from them, and how to administer them to their victims without them knowing. Like they know so much about the compounds and shit that they know exactly how it will affect you and how to fuck with you when you're on them. So John's friend came by to bless the place and perform a ritual, and the weird shit stopped. Because skinwalkers are medicine men themselves, they also believe in the power of rituals that are used against them. That's how I would say these things work. Nothing super magical or paranormal about it. They just have strong beliefs and know not to fuck with certain shit. That's the end of the Instagram messages. And John stopped talking to Joe after that. But I thought mm -hmm. that was cool because if you know how to like administer hallucinogens in a certain way late at night, yeah. now all of a sudden you're walking around with like, you know, like a animal hide on you and you're like tapping on windows, you know, saying shit, but like the people are just like kind of fucked up on hallucinogens because you've like dosed them or something. Yeah. That makes a lot of sense why people would be freaking out and like seeing weird shit. I like that story kind of gives some realism to it or yeah. just a different view of it. Oh, that was good. And like the fact that they're like hired to, uh, I don't know. Like if anybody was coming to the town that they didn't like or something like the, the medicine men would, you know, like play these games and tricks on them to like scare people away that they don't yeah. want around the reservation and stuff. So I thought that was kind of cool. Okay. I like it. Should we go into final thoughts? Yeah, let's do it. Okay. What do you think is, uh, is more believable like the traditional oral stories of skinwalkers or maybe the last story that you brought up about how the guy thinks they're just medicine men that like to fuck with people i think it's that i think yeah. i think like that makes so much sense to me it's like if there is any anecdotes about this like do i think it's like actually i don't know like some paranormal 
unexplainable thing? Probably not. Like, I like that trickster aspect of it. And like, I could yeah. see someone like slipping like a dose into like a water supply or like, I don't know how you would do it, but like, just like planning very meticulously and like dosing someone and then like late at night fucking with them. Like they wouldn't know, especially if it was like, you know, like, like a micro dose or something. Mm. That just seems interesting to me. And like, there could be a whole community of people like this. So they just like meet in the forest and like do weird shit because they're kind of like a cult or just like a group. Yeah. That are weird and love to trip balls and get naked. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Together. So. Yeah, maybe it's that too, a little bit of that. <laughs> just, but yeah, I, I, I you know, I, I don't actually think that there's, I don't know. I, I don't, I just, it's like anytime we do these cryptid things, it's like so hard to say. Everything's anecdotal. So, like, you know, I need to see a body, basically. Yeah. And the other thing, too, did you ever, did you watch like any like Skinwalker videos in the research of this? No, I didn't. Like, I'd say like 80% of the time, it's like someone on like a dirt road. And it's just like a fucking dog. And they're like, it's a skinwalker. And I'm like, that's yeah. a dog, dude. That's a fucking dog. <laughs> like, you just found a stray dog or like at someone's dog. That's their farm dog. Yeah. And like, everyone's serious. And like, it's got, you know, like, like 500 upvotes. Like, everyone's like freaking out. Yeah. And like, that's a dog. <laughs> it's got like the red eye glare from the camera. They're like, look, the eyes are red. <laughs> yeah. But not even, it's just like a happy dog. It's so funny. <laughs> like, so I, I don't know. It's it's one of those things where it's a, just like an excellent story to me. I like it. My views on it are, it is a story that's just kind of deep rooted in the culture. So that's why you get these anecdotal experiences, like anything weird or spooky that happens, like instead of maybe like Europeans saying, oh, it's a ghost or like, a weird entity like the native Americans just say it's a skinwalker. So it's like their version of the story. And then, you know, when, when shit is creepy, like your mind makes up these stories in your head yeah. and like, you might see an animal that's just kind of walking by you and it's like, Oh, that was quick. Or like if you're driving by it. Yeah. So I think like, that's why there's so many accounts of these stories because it is just something regularly talked about. So it's in people's minds and then with the last story that you brought up, um, it could just be like their way of explaining it. Mm -hmm. Like they might give it some realism by saying, you know, it is just people trying to fuck with others. But I think it just comes back to it being a story. And then you have people that are like, oh, yeah, if it, well, if it is a story, how can we make it believable? And it's OK. They're medicine men that just like trick people or. Yeah know how to work with hallucinogens and all that yeah no that's fair no. that's just my uh my thoughts i do like the story though it's kind of cool and yeah it's out of all the folklore like scary cryptid stuff i think the skinwalker one is one of my favorite just because it's so creepy and it's like like the grinning yeah. there's something about the grinning and like the long like mangled arms and like just like weird you know it's yeah. just strange. I do I, I do like the story a lot. The magic, like, like the darkness. Or just like having all those like various skins on them. It's just like, <laughs> what do I want to be today? Like I think it's just a very cool concept where it's like 
you can you have to carry these around as like a cape. <laughs> That's fucking awesome. Just in your closet. What will I be today? <laughs> yeah, just like skins of dead animals hanging, mm-hmm. like a bear rug. <laughs> like I'll just put this on. <laughs> <laughs> like go catch some salmon or some shit. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, okay. Well, let's roll out of this one. So we have a. Anybody who's interested in our drinks that we feature on the episode, we have an Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. You can follow us there. We post all of our drinks that we feature and our recipes on that page. As well, you can be in the know. We drop our cover art for the episodes, so you'll be notified when our episodes drop, which is every Wednesday, every second Wednesday. We also do some things some, sometimes. Sometimes we have topic voting, things like that. So you can follow us there. Stay in the know. So what else, what else do we got going on? Just talking about our social media. You can interact with us on there. So send us a DM. You know, what you liked, what you didn't like. Send us a topic or drink recommendation. And if you're already trying to interact with us, but maybe you're not on Instagram or not on Facebook, you can also reach us at our website. So it's theswervepodcast.com and they'll there you'll find like all of our links all of our episodes and then you'll also find a form that you can fill out so you can give us your drink or topic recommendations and we'll be sure to add it to the list and eventually get around to it and when we do we'll give you a shout out in the episode and try and notify you that you know we've actually done your topic or made your drink so it's just another way that you can interact with us don't have to be a patreon it's open to anyone yeah, check out yeah. the website. Yeah, and I will say it's good. The We've had a couple people who are like former bartenders send drink recipes, and they've been excellent. So like if you actually have dope drinks, like we will try make them. <laughs> and yeah. like so far it's been good. So please, like our, don't feel shy. Just you can reach out. The other thing I want to say is so we still we still have stickers. And basically what we're doing, if you leave a five-star written review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, we'll send you a free sticker pack. There's three stickers. They're weatherproof. And they're the stickers that we feature on all of our Instagram and Facebook posts, if you're curious what they look like. And we'll just send them out to you for free for that. Just DM, DM us a screenshot of the review and we'll mail you out them for free. And we're happy to do that. So please reach out. We've had many people reach out for them. And we'll keep sending them out as long as the supplies last. And on that note, I should also say, if you don't, some people don't use Spotify or Apple Podcasts, you can just make a case for yourself. So we've had listeners in the past, they're like, hey, I subscribed on YouTube. I liked, I like all your Instagram posts or your Facebook posts. Um, can I have stickers? And we'll still send you them. So and it's yeah. pretty easy. To, you don't really have you don't have to do too much, and like we'll send you them. <laughs> so yeah, they're pretty sick. Yeah, post them up around around your town, lamp posts or whatever. Um, I do want to say like if you see our posts and you see stickers that are shiny or holographic, and you're wondering how you can get those, well, in order to get those, uh, those are exclusive to our Patreons at the three dollar slap the ass tier. So that's another perk of being in that tier is you'll get these holographic stickers, the shiny ones. But with right. that being said, 
if you do want to support us on Patreon, there's two tiers. So that $3 slap the ass tier, uh, you'll get shout outs on the podcast. You'll receive uh, all the bonus episodes that we release and you'll receive those episodes a few days before anyone else with that $3 tier. And then we also do have a $1 tier where you'll get access to those bonus episodes. You'll get shout outs on the podcast, but you won't be receiving the episodes a few days before everyone else. So two tiers there. If you want to check it out, go on there. We have some pretty cool Patreon episodes that we we do. And even, yeah, just gives you more opportunities to support the creators that you like. And yeah, if nothing else, you know, tell your friends if you enjoyed this episode. Word of mouth does a lot for growing a podcast, and that's what we're trying to do. I think we we have some pretty good topics, and we've gotten better over over to the the years and months that we've done this. So, yeah, yeah. Thanks to everyone who's been listening and been supporting. Appreciate it, and for those who are new, you know, start interacting with us. Excellent. So I think that's really that's all I have to say today. Fuck, I had I had a note I wanted to say. Or we're on the Patreon. Oh yeah, people. We have a lot of people on Patreon where uh, they've like they they just dec- they're declined. So I think there's some people that they think that they have Patreon, but they don't. So you should just check and make sure that um, you're actually subscribed because we have a number of people who like they're just on the decline. So I just want to make that note. But other than that. Thanks for listening, everybody. And with that, slap that ass and ride the wave. probably also why they killed socrates something like that yeah yeah he couldn't get down with it yeah he just he just kept questioning it and they they killed him for it (laughs) why (laughs) why are you fucking this animal (laughs) fuck you socrates you mind your own goddamn business (laughs) oh that's so fucking funny yeah and why does the god we worship the most Fuck animals. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck you, Socrates. Yeah. Piece of shit. <laughs>
Yeah, it's fucking like Zeus. You shut the fuck up, Socrates. <laughs> I'm trying to fuck these animals. <laughs> 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 so fucking awesome. <laughs>